Micro Monday again, the microcast where we get to know members of the micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald, the community manager here at micro.blog. And on this episode, I am very pleased to welcome Greg, who is at Greg Moore on micro.blog. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Hello from sunny, hot Florida. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can tell you that... uh, I was partially hoping to live vicariously through you when we made this appointment. I'm like, there's one one little point on the map in the United States where they're not in sub-freezing temperatures and not under snow and ice, and it's down in Florida. And Greg, <laughs> I knew you were from Florida, um, which is my home state, so I have a special interest in hearing Florida news. But why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm a IT professional in the University of South Florida, which is a college in Tampa, Florida. And so I do web work for USF, which is the college, and um, live here with my wife and daughter and my family and some extended family as well. So mm. we've been here. I've only been in Florida. I'm not a native of Florida. I've only been in Florida since 1989. But I've been all over the East Coast before that. Yeah, it sounds like maybe we went in opposite directions because I was born in Miami and then made my way up north to New York eventually and before I took a hard left turn and ended up in Portland, Oregon. Oh, man. Yeah, we we kind of danced around each other. I did the New Jersey area and then like the Chicago area and then mm. now Florida. And we've, we've, we've liked Florida best, so we stuck stuck with it down here. Yeah, Florida has its advantages, that's for sure. Uh, And it's also um, quite beautiful from a natural environment uh, point of view, which I think, you know, people either don't know or forget. Uh, But when I go down there, I'm always uh, appreciative of the flora the fauna, <laughs> lots of lizards, <laughs> especially <laughs> little, yeah. little lizards and stuff and alligators. I actually have a soft spot in my uh, heart for alligators, but primarily just like the large sky, you know, when you are somewhere with mm-hmm. mostly no elevations to speak of and and clouds that are out of this world. So Florida's yeah, great. We- Oh, man, I, I spent forever photographing clouds when I first got a camera just because it was that huge mountain-like, you know, we make we don't have mountains, so we make up for it with clouds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's funny how it, it's easy to forget when you live here that you do have all that spectacular kind of wildlife and, and things like that. You know, it's, it's an extreme for our country. So yeah. you know, I really, really have enjoyed all the different views that other microblog members have been giving us with like snow and actual fall colors and, you know, (laughs) things like that. I've really enjoyed a lot of that because it's so like, I'm, you know, wearing shorts and no shoes and no socks already because Florida's decided winter's over, even though the rest of the country is literally snowed in. We, my family moved to Florida from like more northern United States, and so 
my mother never let me forget how special a lot of things were when we moved here when I would complain about like it's Christmas and it's not even chilly and there's no chance of snow and she would you know rightfully kind of go off on me about you know all the other wonderful things that we don't have to deal with right. because of that right because she had grown up in that her whole life so it was like you know oh no no don't worry about that we have <laughs> Palm trees that are legit, you know, that weren't imported and sunsets <laughs> that have all these different colors that you usually see on 80s promotional right. materials. And- right. Well, enough about Florida. Uh, what about Microdot Blog? I have to know, what got you interested in joining Microdot Blog? Well, I think like a lot of people, I was kind of fed up with things like Instagram. I had already left Facebook and had long ago abandoned any possibility of Twitter having anything like useful for me. I, I, I'm amazed that people can thrive on Twitter. That that is just my whole experience on there was just like showing up at a new school and everyone bullies you kind of thing. So <laughs> it was it was one of those things where I was like, okay, uh, you know, don't talk on here. So I was really looking for something that was you know, I'm old enough to have a foot in the world where computers were not a thing that normal people used all the way to now where my job is on computers. So Mm -hmm. because of, you know, I'm at least that old, I feel like there's a breadth of communication that I lived through and I really, Mm -hmm. really miss real blogs. Like some of the longer, more thoughtful conversations that blogs created that you would have something other than a button that would click that would be a reaction to something that didn't exist, that you would have to write a response in a blog to somebody else's blog, and there was no way they were ever going to know about it unless other people talked about it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And th- th- there, was a, there was a part of that that I think that micro.blog obviously had stepped in and um, fixed that connection point. Mm-hmm. But it still allows for everyone on there to actually create a blog, to actually type yeah. something and to do more than just, you know, kind of reflexively have to check it. And, yeah. and I, that really appealed to me a lot. Yeah. So did you have a blog um, before you got your micro blog? I tried blogging um, a lot and did a lot of failures. Um and part of the thing that I realized was I I got into blogs more to learn how to build websites than I did to actually have something to say. So I would kind of like get some web hosting, work, you know, nights trying to create how to install WordPress and set up MySQL and learn what those all were and, and things like that. And then I would make, I would have a blog and then I would do the normal thing on a blog where you talk about having a blog and, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't posted lately on my blog. (laughs) Um, And so I kind of fiddled with that until the closest thing I ever had to a blog was Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I really liked just being able to post things visually because I have a hard time with getting, you know, stringing lots of words together to say what I really want to say. Mm Mm-hmm some reason with images that's um, abstract enough 
Um, I'm, you know, my degree is in fine arts, and so that's what I have training on. I don't think that much in text. I think much more in mm-hmm. pictures. And so the ability to just post images was really freeing for me. And then I really wanted to share with humans and not an algorithm. Yeah. And so that's when I started really looking in earnest, and, and that's when I – I don't know how I discovered micro.blog, but – like as soon as I discovered it, it was much more of like, oh, this is yeah, this is definitely for me. This this makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I think of micro dot blog as my first real blog, honestly. Even well, though, uh, you know, you're supposed to do that when you're really, really in your twenties, but <laughs> I, I came to it late. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's a familiar story of, you know, looking for a place where you could share with other humans, and especially the photo angle of it. Like, I, I, when Instagram came out, I didn't really understand it. Um, So I was pretty active on Twitter. And I'm like, you can post photos on Twitter. Like, why would you just have this like photo thing? And by the time, (laughs) by the time I figured it out, I, I liked it a lot, but it was just when it was, you know, maybe right before it got acquired by Facebook and when they stopped having chronological timeline, things like, you know, that right away I was like, wait a second, this person posted this photo a week ago and yeah. I'm only seeing it today. Like I'm following them for a reason. And I, you know, like, what's the Insta of Instagram right. if I don't get to see the photos on the day that they're posted? So, well, and they so, have the technological capability to allow themselves to have both worlds, but they have right. basically just chose Facebook forced them to choose one world. They could have uh, yep. the ability for you to follow actual humans and, um, you know, receive like, chronological information from these people you want to follow. And I can hear people like listening to this, probably firing up their arguments of how they can, you know, they are, I am already doing that. You can always do that. But Mm -hmm. the thing that I realized the most with Instagram was that it made me feel terrible after a while. (laughs) Like it really genuinely, the thing that I originally came there for, like the Facebookification of it pushed everything that I don't like and am not interested and don't want to interact with. And it forced me to have to interact with it because you'd have to like fight it otherwise. Um, Like I want, one of the things I really enjoy about microblog is that it's real humans who are not all professionals. There are some photographic professionals. There's some amazing ones. And there are people who are like incredible hobbyists, but there's also people who are just taking pictures of their coffee or their kids or, you know, their pets. And I love Mm -hmm. seeing that kind of stuff. You know, everything doesn't have to be competitive. And I think that that (laughs) microblog is, doesn't let you post for the hustle. Whereas Instagram is all about the hustle. Yeah. And I don't want to visit a bookstore where someone's trying to get me to buy their book. I want to visit a library where someone's trying to convince me that they have a book they would like me to read because they enjoyed it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you have a micro blog, you can be all about the hustle, but your hustle is not going to make it to the timeline unless 
other people want to see it. <laughs> it's not right. we're we're not going to put it out there um because we don't we don't have that kind of uh, algorithm. We don't have we have no algorithm. We have no kind of algorithm. I mean, I'm just as a curator, I'm trying to put out a variety of stuff um say in the discover feed that is what I think a variety of people would be interested in from a variety of other people. <laughs> right. And, and and that's so that human element is so essential to microblog to me because yeah. I don't get on there post something and and then refresh to see if I showed up in the timeline. I'm mm-hmm. going to the Thank timeline goodness. to see, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz if yeah, I mean I think that's that is something, you know, I would like people to know that like there's there's nothing like uh, there's no like quality gauge for that kind of curation. It's basically, you know, just a combination of, you know, are there people who are interested in this or are you new so we can introduce you or are you somebody who's doing a cool thing with your microdot blog that other people would like to see and maybe learn from? So, um, right. but it has come up in the past where, uh, people have been concerned, uh, you know, about feeling like, should they worry if, um, their posts don't get added to discover? And the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It's, There's it no cool kid table. No one's there, missing out on the cool kid table. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but actually, you're, uh, you're, uh, talking about the hustle and about the, competition aspects of other social media brings up a question I have had. So as you know, we are doing a photo blogging challenge right now in February 2021. It's our third one. Mm-hmm. Um, and each one has gotten more interesting, like just more, more people, more, more variety of pictures. It's really been fun to see the community grow, which I wasn't expecting in the beginning you know, to be, you know, have some real Instagram-like uh, feel to it. I, I mean, old Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. where uh, people post an interesting photo or two, and uh, it's kind of like their journal is visual. But so here's one question I thought about all month is like, should we not be calling it a challenge? <laughs> because <laughs> a challenge sounds very like sport oriented. It's, it's a personal challenge, though. It's almost yeah. it's a challenge, kind of like a. This is a bad example, but like having a you know something that you've decided to try to do this year, like mm-hmm. a resolution, is a challenge. This is mm-hmm. a you know you've committed yourself to following prompts that you didn't create to create mm-hmm. something for those for, mm-hmm. you know, a solid number of days. And that to me was part of the, cha- you know, the thing that I liked about it was that I'm not real big on challenging myself. I'm just as lazy as the next per- person. But the fact that I had an excuse to kind of get off my butt every single day and like go make something creative, like mm-hmm. go out and try to find something and then the thing that I'm enjoying, because really this is only my second challenge that I've like gone through, is mm-hmm. um, not doing the same things that I did the first time. And yeah. it really is challenging in that way because 
it's really hard not to do that. Or it's really hard not to have some days where I'm like, you know, maybe back in 2009, I took a photograph that could probably fill this brief and then I could post that and be done. Because no one really cares that much what I'm posting. So, like, I'm only <laughs> letting myself down at that point. And yeah. some people have started these challenges and they stop and they're, you know, none of us shame that person for it. We're like, <laughs> no. okay, well, you know, yeah, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. Or come back when you feel like it, like nobody is actually counting. Um, right. We do have like one, um, I don't know what you call it, a thing that Manton makes that can tell if you've posted a photo every day in a row for 30 days. Um, and that's not specific to this challenge. It's uh, one of the pins, which are like the most, like, non-braggy pins that exist on the internet because <laughs> n nobody knows about your pins except for you. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we, we do have this one, you know, challenge photo. It's tabulator, but, uh, but we don't show the numbers. We don't, um, we, yeah. And yeah, we don't email you and... <laughs> We don't email you to say, hey, don't miss today's challenge. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Maybe we're doing it wrong. Well, but <laughs> I don't know. I I've enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, I'm sure there are people that have, like, edge cases or they have better ideas to do with it. But it really has – it's great for me because it feels like part of a whole bunch of challenges that happen throughout the year, like the November Write More and things mm -hmm. like that. Like, I'm not going to participate in a lot of those because of, you know, kind of what I said. Like, I, I have a hard time doing a lot of text-heavy stuff, especially day mm -hmm. after day. I mm -hmm. don't feel like my thoughts don't gel together that quickly. And so a photograph is how I can participate, but it also prompts me to actually, like, make something and put it out there in the world, which is yeah. really scary a lot of times on the Internet. Yeah. And and I would just say as a addendum to what you said before, um, every challenge is you make of it what you want to make of it. And if your challenge is to get a photo, any photo up there on a particular day, um, just that's what you do. That's And I think everybody enjoys it. And so I do think that it has been interesting for me to like to go into my photo archive some days because I'm like, I can totally picture this photo that I took at one point, you know, it's the perfect photo. It's, the perfect photo. it's like the perfect photo that I have for this. And I, damn it, I'm going to find it. I would say if <laughs> and nothing else, this challenge has challenged me to, to do a better job of organizing my photos. <laughs> but I guess uh, the only the only thing I would like that if if I was going to and this is a technical hurdle but something I realize is that there are a lot of people that are on there that have posted something that I think about. I think about mm -hmm. the picture that you posted of your guinea pig next to the sweet potato. And like, cause I immediately showed that to my daughter because I just thought it was the most perfect thing because it was like one of them had eyes and the other one didn't. And that was the only <laughs> difference you could really see. And it's like those kind of things or um, 
there's some other people that have posted some fall pictures or winter pictures that for me yeah. are just like really, really, really stick out. And it's, and it's one of those things that I wish that there was, there was a way to like highlight some of those people more from the community. Like I try to like look at everything and make a nice comment on it or something like that if I appreciate mm-hmm. it. But it, sometimes I wish that um, people that I think they don't realize, it's kind of like when you have people that are musicians and they write music and the first mm-hmm. time that someone tells them like, you know, hey, this song really mattered to me and this song really stuck with me and it, it helped me through a hard time. And mm-hmm. sometimes other mediums don't get that same kind of intensity applied to them. But there are people who are amateurs. They're not entering it in a contest. They're not going to get, you know, lots of awards, but they really should have some kind of, you know, way for them to get feedback of like, you know, you posted Mm -hmm. this, that this really did stick in my mind or, you know, whether it's just something that's really funny or whether it was something that was really breathtaking. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting conundrum because it's um, we certainly have uh, kept away from anything that can be interpreted as like best of, you know, mm-hmm. or best of by judged by who, you know, like, and we certainly don't have upvoting of any sort, and I don't think we ever will. Um, I just want people to feel like they can put stuff out there and not feel too concerned, you know, whether it's getting a lot of attention or not, because, um, you, you know, we don't, we just don't make it possible for you to know how many people would give it a thumbs up if there were such a thing. But getting nice comments, I think, are, are that means a lot, a lot more. So... Yeah, I think the answer is just don't let the moment pass you by and, you know, say the nice thing to somebody. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. On the medium. Yes, I agree with that. Um, And I I think um, everybody likes to hear nice comments. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So don't, don't be shy about sharing even the shortest comment with other people if you like their stuff. Before we wrap this up, is there anything that you'd like to add um, that uh, I haven't either asked you or I should have asked you um, or you have thought of that I did not manage to get to that topic? I really would kick myself if I didn't tell everybody that if they at all like Star Trek, that they really need to listen to your other podcast, Voyager Revisited, (laughs) because we spent... um, the last several years with my daughter got old enough to care about the show. And we went through all of, we went through as many of the original series as we could. Then we went through next generation. Then we went through deep space nine and then we got to Voyager. And I was so excited to get her to see Voyager because that was my star Trek that I came to by myself. And mm-hmm. when that was over, it really was kind of sad for me because I was like, oh man, you know, the only thing I could do is watch it over again, but I just watched it already. (laughs) I would much rather like have a group of friends to talk about it, but I don't have that. And so that your podcast really was wonderful for uh, filling that Uh, void for me. I'm so glad. Thank you for making that comment because it means a lot to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to know that people actually listen. (laughs) 
definitely. And that they like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're very sweet uh, to say that. And uh, hey, thanks so much for taking the time to do this with me. Thank you very much for having me. I hope you continue to have very nice weather and maybe, you know, no hurricanes this year, I think. Uh, yeah. We deserve something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope everybody who's listening to this who's grumpy because they're freezing it gets to warm up very soon, or at least get something warm to drink. Agreed. And uh, hey, listeners, if you want to follow Greg, there's a link in the show notes or go to micro.blog slash Greg more. That's more with an E. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.